Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. I'm Huzefa. And this is Jesper. And we are coming to you, not live, but close to live, somewhat close to live, I guess, right after the Airbnb open. Okay? For those of you out there who are listening and are like, what is the Airbnb open? Well, it was incredible, and we're going to tell you all about our experience, what it was, and uh, all the cool things that we learned about. Okay, so first of all, we, me and Jasper got there on Thursday night to this kind of thing that we didn't really, we didn't really know what to expect. But what it was is Airbnb invited 1,500 hosts from all around the world, all around the globe. We met people from New Zealand, Australia, all places in Europe, South America, etc. They'd all come to San Francisco for the first ever uh, Airbnb open, and it was essentially part party part educational where you could learn about all different things about hosting and give feedback etc and part uh just sort of mingling and connecting and networking and then we also got a, a big chance to interact with the founders of the company and different executives which was awesome yeah and it was uh, it was a really cool experience there's 1500 hosts from over 40 countries and together, all these hosts have hosted over 500,000 trips. So that's a lot of experience. And there were uh, a lot of cool speakers. Um, Chip Conley, the head of hospitality of Airbnb. Uh, Fred Reed, former CEO of Virgin America. Uh, of course, uh, the founders, Brian Chesky, Joe Gabbia, and... Um, and Nathan were, were also there. We had Jonathan Middenhall, the, the CMO and the former uh, CMO of Coca-Cola. And then there was Joe Zeddy. Uh, I think he's, uh, his nickname is Joe Bot. He's uh, actually responsible for the Airbnb website. So he, he's responsible for all the different uh, aspects of the website, the functionality, design, etc. So it's cool to, to see him talk about some of the improvements that are coming up and um, it's a funny story, by the way. So everybody calls him Joe Bot, and that's because one of the founders, his name is Joe Gabia. So there was already a Joe at the company, so they had to find a, sort of a, a new name for him so that the people wouldn't get confused. So they, so they called him Joe Bot. And um, yeah, it was a really cool experience. So we actually had a chance to uh, to meet Brian Chesky in person and uh, gave him a copy of our book. And he told us he was uh, he actually listens to the podcast some time and he's a big fan of the intro tune, which made Josefa very very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other and the other cool thing was 
That, that, that's exactly what was great about it is th they spoke and they gave presentations, but then they were available for people to chat with. I mean, we had a conversation with Nate. We had a conversation with, um, with Brian, of course. I know a lot of people were chatting with the CMO and Joe. But like, so all these different people were there not only just to present information but to interact and sort of gather feedback and learn what's going on. So it was really cool. Yeah, and there was, uh, there was tons of things on the, on the agenda and there was like host to host sessions where uh, hosts were trying were uh, explaining other people how to be a better host and how to uh, like all sorts of tips and tricks. There was a super host panel. Um, there was a, a sort of a Airbnb fair where uh, all these different Airbnb related companies were presenting their products. And some of them you might heard of, heard about. We had a uh, Guesty and Beyond Pricing. Uh, on our podcast before, so you, you might be familiar with them. And then some other things were a company that creates uh, electronic locks that you can use. Um, and there's a there's a company they're called I believe they're called Nest, and they have this really really cool uh, automated home device where where you basically you control your whole home from your iPhone, like the temperature, the, the locks, the even the music, and the, and whether the fridge is on and etc. So there's a lot of cool shit going on there. Yeah, and not to mention they had a lot of interesting drinks. Uh, they had some really good food. Actually, the last night that we were there, they had dinner served in these sort of little like copper metal pots where each level had one level had Brussels sprouts and potatoes. One had this awesome beef dish, one had a salad, stuff like that. So, so, you know, there was a lot of knowledge and a lot of information, but it was also really fun. And they, they really took care of us. So it was a great time, a great weekend. We learned a lot. And probably the best stuff that we've taken away, which Jasper is about to go into, is we got a whole list of new features and improvements that you can expect coming up in Airbnb, either in the near future or some that are already live now. So, Jasper, I'll let you take it away and jump through those new additions. Yeah, and I have to say that I was quite impressed with the improvements that Airbnb announced. And um, I'll, I'll go into the, to the, to all the different ones, but I'll start with the two things that I thought were, were really, really cool. First of all, they're going to implement a, a section where you can get insights into market seasonality. So what that means is, um, you know, your, every city is has varying demand. You know, for example, Amsterdam, where, where where I'm from, it's very popular in the summer, but not so much in the winter because it's cold. So Airbnb is going to provide every host with data, uh, demand data, like visitor stats, so you can see uh, what months are most popular in your area, and then you can adjust your prices accordingly. And I think this is uh, this is really really useful because it's uh, adjusting your prices uh, uh, according to demand is something that can really improve your uh, your listings earnings. So I think it's really cool that they added this feature. Now the other feature that I think is really cool has to do with the calendar settings, and I know that a lot of people have kind of been complaining about how the calendar isn't very flexible and there's not a lot of features that you can set and it, uh, so they uh, they did a great job and here's a here's a number of things that they changed so first of all you can now set 
an amount of nights in between bookings where you want to keep your listing uh, unavailable. Now, this is specifically, specifically useful for people who, who want to have a little bit of time in between the guest space to either clean their house or may, maybe do some maintenance or, or just get organized. So you can set it to one day or two day and then the calendar will automatically block those days around all the bookings. Another feature is you can now set a minimum amount of nights per season. So it was already possible to set a minimum amount of nights per, uh, for, the, for the whole year, but you can now adjust this per season, which, uh, which also adds like a nice little feature, a nice little piece of flexibility to the, to the calendar. Um, lastly, you can now also specify that you only want to do check-ins on certain days. So let's say that you are only around on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and you don't want to do any check-ins on the other days, then you can specify that. Oh, and there's one that I forgot, actually, is, and I think that's one's pretty useful, too, the ability to set maximum distance. And what that means is, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I sometimes get bookings for, like, a year in advance, which is a little bit... A little too far ahead for me because I, you know, I don't even know what I'm going to be. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I mean, for all I know, I don't even know if I will still own the house a year from now. A lot can change in life in a year. So, so now you have the ability to set sort of the maximum time in into the future that that you will allow booking. So you can set it to like three months or six months or, or whatever you want. So. All in all, some uh, some really cool features uh, for your calendar to uh, to give you more flexibility on on how you uh, want to set your availability. Now, I'll quickly go into some other some other features that are that are coming up. There is going to be a price tool that will suggest prices um, according to according to the data that Airbnb has. And it will, it will suggest prices for you to get more bookings. So, for example, let's say maybe you won't, you don't have a lot of bookings coming up right now, and the Airbnb algorithm will, will look at your pricing and will suggest that you lower your prices by a certain amount or, or maybe higher prices. Um, so that's that's cool as well. They're going to also improve the messaging tools. And they didn't really specify what exactly, but I'm hoping that it's going to be um, we're going to be able to attach documents to our messages because that's something that uh, that I find kind of uh, annoying that like, you can't do that anymore. Now that you can't see the actual email address of your guest, um, <clears throat> you can't an attach any information to a message on the Airbnb platform. So. <clears throat> The way I go around this, I, I just upload a document to Dropbox and then I, I send my guests a link. But it would be cool if you can just uh, if you can just attach documents to in the messaging tool. They also promise to work on having better guests through uh, improved profiles and improved guest education, um, which is obviously great for for us hosts. If our guests are a little bit more educated uh, on, on what Airbnb is, what they can expect, because I think uh, some of the negative experiences that we have as hosts is because some people don't understand that Airbnb is different than a hotel, that you can't expect like five-star hotel service 
in, in somebody's house or apartment. And uh, when expectations are are uh, inaccurate, that's when uh, you know guests get dissatisfied and it results in negative experiences. So I think it's good that Airbnb is looking to uh, to educate their their guests a little bit more so that they know better what to expect. Uh, some other things they're going to improve the speed of the mobile the mobile app. Um, some people have been complaining that it's a little slow. They're going to provide more data, more insights into your earnings from your listing and inside of the booking requests, the amount of views, etc., etc., that will all be uh, more visible. And uh, another cool thing is they will now uh, insure all hosts against uh, liability. So everyone will have a Airbnb liability insurance. Now, there already was a Airbnb host guarantee that covers Airbnb hosts against uh, damages, the damages that won't, are not covered by your own insurance. But now there's also an Airbnb liability insurance. So if somebody stays in your house and that person gets injured, has to go to the hospital or, or something like that, incurs a lot of uh, medical expenses, then you and, and they will sue you. Then you can uh, rely on this uh, on this liability insurance. Last thing I want to mention, and this is maybe even the most important one. A lot of people have complained about how customer service at Airbnb isn't very good. It's hard to get a hold of customer service. When you call them, often you have to wait for a long time. Or when you send a message, it takes a while for them to get back. Well, they've hired 500 extra customer service representatives. And the total amount of representatives is now 1,100. And the goal is to answer 80% of the calls within 90 seconds. And they're actually pretty close to that. So I think in the future... People who uh, who will have to contact customer service will have a much better experience than uh, than in the past. So, all in all, uh, I think there's a lot of good improvements, and uh, uh, I uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing this all implemented on the uh, on the Airbnb platform. I as well. Thanks, Jasper. That was awesome. And in addition to learning about new features, we got to listen to these great super host panels and speeches from the CMO, the CEO, etc. So a lot of people gave great speeches and from these different presentations, we extracted what we felt were some of the most impactful and cool quotes of the entire conference. So we are going to present these quotes to you guys, hopefully to give you a little bit of inspiration. Okay. So one, the first one that I'm going to read off is you are never too old to chase your dreams. And that was from Diana Niad. And hopefully I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. And I thought this was really cool because this was very much in the spirit of the conference. I mean, you should have seen the age range of hosts that were there from uh, from super young to, you know, uh, later stages in their lives and, and people having a blast with it and just really improving their lives in all different facets. So I thought that was great. Yeah, and the actual average age of the uh, conference attendance was actually 44. So I was, I was kind of surprised by that. I thought, I thought it would be younger. And I think the oldest person was 84 years old. So definitely a really cool quote. Now, the next one is from the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer of Airbnb, Jonathan Mildenhall. 
And his quote is, look, mom, Airbnb is more than just a bed and breakfast in San Francisco. And this is funny because when Jonathan left Coca-Cola, he, he used to be the CMO of Coca-Cola. When he left the company, his mom asked him, where are you going to go? Like, what are you going to do? And he said, well, I'm going to work for Airbnb. And his mom said, well, what is that? And uh, he said, well, it's, it's like a bed and breakfast. They're, they're, they're in San Francisco. So his mom thought that he was actually going to work for a single bed and breakfast in San Francisco, which he obviously wasn't too excited about. And and of course, just in uh, going along with the joke, he took a selfie while giving the presentation with all the hosts in the background. Be like, hey, check it out. thousand people here. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this next quote is not from anybody in the Airbnb family, but it was given during a speech. And the quote is from Robert Kennedy. And it said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. And again, this is all in the entrepreneurial spirit of the conference because you have, of course, this company that rose up from the ground from almost nothing. Uh, but also you have everybody who's a host is an entrepreneur of sorts. Uh, I thought this was a great one and, uh, and good timing, good fit. Next one from the CEO, Brian Chesky. Hosts make people feel like they belong. And this is sort of the whole theme of Airbnb, I think. Um, you know, the, the new logo is, of course, called the, the Bello. And that stands for Belong Anywhere. So um, I think this is a, it's a cool quote. The Bello is a, a cool new symbol. They actually had a, uh, a giant version at the conference. Yeah, we actually talked to the guy who created it, and it was a very uh, sort of popular spot for people to take pictures, and obviously we took one as well. Another quote from Brian Chesky as well is, people thought we were crazy. Now, this has to do with the story of how the beginnings of Airbnb when they first had the idea and they were trying to get the company going, and Brian had left a, a fairly good job in Los Angeles. And I'm going to go more into the story a little bit later for those of you who aren't familiar because it's super fascinating. And this quote actually reminds me of another quote. Um, I, I'm not sure about who it was, but maybe it was Steve Jobs. But it's, it was um, only people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world actually will. So that's kind of in the same spirit. Um, I think if you want to start like a company like Airbnb, you have to be a little bit crazy, I think, right? So the next one, every permutation of humanity is going to come through your door at some point. And that's a beautiful thing. And this was, I, I'm not sure who it was, but I think it was by one of the super hosts. And it's, it's definitely true because you're going to get all sorts of different people from all different countries uh, through your doors. And you know, I've personally hosted over 150 groups, and I can definitely uh, relate to this, uh, to this quote because you'll, you'll, you'll get like every, the whole representation of of uh, worldwide societies is going to stay with you so it's it's really cool to meet all these different type of people all right and the next quote is from a super host named soraya with amazing positive energy really sweet woman from india she said if you cook a special dish from the country that you live and give them them meaning the the uh, guest them the best advice possible they love it and she, she's a super host. She's been doing this for a long time, and, and uh, she's just so sweet. So you can tell that's coming from a genuine place. Next one comes from another super host. His name is Peter. He's from London, and he will actually be on our podcast pretty soon. 
And his quote is, the personal touch of the handwritten notes is so much nicer than an email. And I think that's totally, totally true. Because what makes Airbnb different from a hotel is the personal uh, the personal uh, <clears throat> attention and the, and the local information that you can provide to your guest. And this actually inspired me to come up with a new idea because as you may or not know, I am rarely in Amsterdam where my apartment is. So I, I rarely get the chance to meet my guests in person. So uh, because this, this personal attention is so important, you know, I, I send all sorts of emails and I, I do all sorts of other things to, to get in touch with them. But to make it more personal, I have decided to now record a personal video for every single one of my guests just to add that personal touch to it. So thanks, Peter, for giving me that inspiration. And all right, for the last quote, this is again from Soraya. He said, if something bad happens, it's the way we deal with it that makes the difference. And this was in reference to a guest that had arrived at her house at 4 a.m. and she had mistakenly believed they were coming at 9 a.m. Unfortunately, her previous guest had still not left. So this caused a bit of an issue. There was no bed or no room for her new guest to, to put uh, their belongings. So what she did is she went into, she woke up at four, let them in, made some chai, got a place for them set up on the couch and just had a conversation with them and calmed everything down. She still got a great review, got a great review from, from the guests. So that wraps up the quote section, but we, we got some really, really cool stuff from all these super hosts and uh, the executives. So we thought it was great. Now, I want to jump back to uh, Brian, Joe, and Nathan's story of the beginning of the company because, again, we sort of alluded to that early on with that quote where it says, everybody thought we were crazy. For those of you who haven't watched every single interview out there on these guys like we have, uh, it's an amazing story, and I'm just going to try and give you a very high-level glimpse of what exactly went down. And it was particularly funny because, Jasper, you remember when Joe's mom, they had Joe's mom stand up in the, uh, not Joe, sorry, Brian's mom stand up in the audience, mm -hmm. and she, she confirmed the fact that she's like, yeah, I thought it was nuts, and Brian just kind of <laughs> laughed. I, I mean, so here's the, a quick summary of how it went down. Brian and Joe, they went to school together, uh, and they were studying design. And that's how they got to know each other. They were doing some different, uh, they were in charge of some different like athletic events and stuff like that. And they were very proactive, I guess, in their, in their school, in their community. Well, then uh, Brian ended up moving to LA to work for, I believe it was some sort of a, uh, it was a design role, but for some sort of like an insurance company. I can't remember exactly, but he came out, started working there, realized pretty soon after that he just, he just didn't like it, didn't really like LA that much. And so he packed up and he moved up to San Francisco where Joe was. And they started forming this idea for the company. Now, as they were building it, okay, so they started setting it up and they started getting a few hosts here and there. They decided they needed a technical guy to come on board. And that happened to be their friend Nate, Nathan. Uh, his last name is very difficult for me to pronounce, but Nathan, he, he's basically the uh, CTO of the company. So they came on board. Now, there was a period at this time where these three guys, the company was making $200 a week, I believe. Is that right, Jasper? Yeah. That's uh, right. So they're making $200 a week. And not only that, they, were, they had no investors. They tried to talk to people. Nobody was interested. They thought the idea was going to go nowhere. They ended up racking up 
around $40,000 in credit card debt because that's how they were funding themselves. They were just getting going through a credit card, maxing it out, getting a new credit card over and over and over. As they were doing this, one of the ways that they actually made some money, it was during the 2008 presidential elections. Uh, during the, um, it was, you know, when it was, if you guys can remember, Obama versus John McCain. And they had this idea to make cereals themed after the two presidential candidates. So the cereal that they made for Obama was called Obama O's. The one for McCain was called Captain McCain's. And just a side note, the Obama O's sold out the Captain McCain's. They ended up not selling at all. And, and through this funny venture, like they designed a really cool cereal box. Because again, they're designers. And then they just started selling it. And they were a massive hit at the Democratic National Convention. They sold, uh, they sold a bunch made around like 30,000, 40,000. And essentially got themselves out of debt. And then after that, when he tells the story, it's really funny because they were still struggling, still in debt. And then they used the Cap and McCain's as food to eat. So they just started eating the cereal to keep themselves going for a long time. They eventually started getting in the door, uh, getting some meetings with some VCs and things like that. They had a number of meetings that went absolutely nowhere. Uh, one of the meetings that he discusses in one of his interviews, he won't say who it was uh, because he wants to protect that person's identity, I suppose. But he says that they had one meeting where they sat down at a coffee shop or something. The guy came in, he ordered a drink or something, sat it down at the table. He starts listening to the pitch. And in the middle of the pitch, the gentleman just gets up and, ex and I don't even think he excuses himself. He just gets up and goes to the parking lot. But he left his drink or his beverage or whatever it was on the table. Now, the, uh, Brian thought that he was simply just getting up, maybe going to the bathroom, and the guy apparently left and never came back. So that sort of sums up exactly how the meetings were going for these times. They just weren't going well. Nothing was hitting, but they kept going, kept going, just kept believing that something eventually was going to happen. And eventually it did. They finally were accepted into Y Combinator, which is actually it's a very difficult uh, accelerator to get into incubator it's so it, i mean it was a great thing once they got into that program and once they got in there they said during a speech during the uh during airbnb open they said that okay at that point we decided to put aside all of our other projects and whatever else we were doing and focus 110 percent on airbnb and of course the rest is history they're now valued at uh, 13 billion i believe was the most recent figure so, of course, it's been a massive, massive success. But it's a fantastic story. And to be honest, I think it's great because, like I said, there's some sort of an entrepreneurial spirit behind every Airbnb host. Otherwise, I don't think they'd be doing what they were doing. And it's a story of inspiration, and I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, for me, the, the biggest takeaway, or the two biggest takeaways, were what Josefa just said. You know, when they started focusing on it, that's when things really improved because they were doing other things on the side, probably also to, you know, to just uh, pay the bills. But when they started focusing 110%, that's when things really started taking off. And the other thing that I thought this is amazing about this story is I think they were 18 months in when they were still hardly making making any money. So can you imagine that you're working on a product for, for 18 months, you have investors walking out of the room, you have no one who believes in your idea, but you still keep pushing and you still don't give up. And you know that's quite extraordinary. And the reason why they didn't give up was because their initial experience with Airbnb was so good. When they first started, they read it out, literally uh, 
airbeds in their apartments in San Francisco because there was a conference in town and, and all the hotels were booked. And they had such an amazing experience just hosting random people in their house. And, you know, they made so many, so many friends and, and it was just so great that they thought if we can, if we can um, have other people uh, have this experience, then it just, it's just got to be a success at some point. So, you know, their experience was so positive that they were just convinced that it was going to be a success at some point. The question was just like, how do we tell people, how do we convince people that this is, that this is cool? And, um, and unfortunately, eventually they, uh, they managed to do that. Awesome. So I think we've covered everything that we wanted to cover. Zefa, do you have any final thoughts? It was super fun. That's all I want to say. And for any of you guys who get a chance next year, they announced it at the conference next year. It's going to be in, drumroll, Paris. So Paris. That's, that's going to be pretty awesome. Of course, it's a huge market for Airbnb hosts. But yeah, so next year should be should be even better, I imagine. But it was a blast. It was just a great bunch of people. And this year, there were 1,500. Uh, when they opened the uh, the... When they open the, how do you say that? When people can uh, sign up, um, within four hours, uh, it was all the tickets were gone. So I think next year in Paris, they already said that they were going to have more people. I don't know how many it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be two or three thousand. But anyway, make sure that if you do want to go to this event next year, you got to make sure that you know when they are going to open the, the the tickets. And you gotta make sure you're you're fast because it's gonna it's probably gonna sell out really quickly again. So with that, we have come to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I am going to write a article uh, on the Airbnb Open with, with pictures and sort of more details on all the information that we've uh, that we've uh, gotten and uh, the experiences that we had. So make sure to check out getpaidforyourpad.com slash blog. Uh, it will be up in a, in a few days. So make sure to check it out. And also we have some other really cool articles on there as well that will uh, give you some advice and some insights into Airbnb hosting. And as always, uh, Monday and Thursday, there will be a new episode. Uh, last week, it was so hectic for us that we actually didn't manage to uh, to getting the episodes live so sorry about that but from now on you can expect a new episode every monday and thursday so of course if you want to learn more about airbnb hosting you can buy our book at, on amazon.com and you can also go to getpaidforyourpad.com where you can download the first few chapters for free and you can also download the audiobook for free if you prefer to listen go to getpaidforyourpad.com slash audio dash book and there you will have the opportunity to get the audiobook so with that thank you all for listening and we'll see you soon get paid for your pet get paid for your pet get paid for your pet Get paid for your pet